The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one as well. If anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go for two miles. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father, for he makes his son rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. I don't know, I feel, I feel as though, um, you know, in place of a homily, we could probably just read this you know, four or five times through and, uh, and just listen to what Jesus is saying. He's, he's very direct here. Yeah, we're, I mean, we used to Jesus spe- perhaps uh, speaking in, uh, in picture terms, and we might even want him to be speaking in, in picture terms here. Like, just muddy the waters a little bit so it's like a little more confusing, and then maybe like the, the impact of, of what you're saying doesn't have to land on me. Because this is, I, this is not just difficult stuff. This is impossible stuff. But this is the impossible stuff that is the real kind of grist of, of, of um, Christian life. And, so, and as, as, his, as his people who are called to him to live this way, we have, we have to hear him, of course, with our ears. But we have to also let his words, uh, his words go down deep. So let me offer a few, a few thoughts, and then you can do your own work with uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. This is, this is as I think it was Peter Morin said, this is the, the dynamite of, of Christianity. Uh, we've, of course, neglected it. We've put it in a hermetically sealed container, and we've sat on the lid. Uh, but here, Matthew 5 through 7, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount is, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, the, it's the real dynamite of, of Christianity and of, of our following Christ. So let me say, okay, let's put it in context. Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is called his people to himself. This is a this is a, a pinnacle New Israel moment. Just as uh, Moses went up the mountain and came down with the law and and gave it to uh, to the Jews, having been freed by God from their slavery in Egypt. So now Jesus is calling a new people to himself to be God's chosen people to 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 be uh, his uh, his light bringers. Right, his his salt and light people to be his light bringers to be the people set about his purposes for the restoration of the entire world. Jesus is calling that people to himself, and he now is on the mountain, giving the law, giving you know, going above the law, which again is is uh, would be a complete scandal uh, if we thought of Jesus as say a teacher or rabbi. If we didn't think that he was, in fact, uh, God made man, right? So he, he is exercising authority over the law, but he's giving his people 
the, uh, the charter for their life that will lead to their renewal and so allow them to be uh, the people who bring, a, bring restoration, healing to, uh, to God's wounded and fallen world. Okay, why, does, why, why do I have to say that? Um, because we are God's chosen people and we're chosen for a purpose, right? So it's, it's not as though like, okay, we, we're baptized, so now we're safe and we can just cruise through the world until we die and go to heaven, right? This is, this is, a, this is a, a, a really, um, it's, it's, it's a pathetic parody of Christian life. Right? This, is not, this is not the way it is. We are called by God into relationship with him, relationship that, that raises us to a new level by having us participate in God's own life of love. We're caught up in the, in the, uh, the exchange of the Trinity, the eternal exchange of glorifying love. That's what we're caught, caught up into. And actually, we're, when we're baptized, we're plunged into that relationship. And it, it takes root in us. We have to live it out with, with our entire life. But, but being called into that relationship is, is the beginning of it. It's not the end of it. The end of it is to be, again, his, his renewed people. So he's affecting a renewal in us. And we are then to be about the work of changing the world, to be more in line with what God always intended it to be. Okay, the renewal that is affected in us is love. And this is the challenge of the Sermon on the Mount and this particular part of the Sermon on the Mount. When Jesus calls us to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect, he's calling us to be perfect in love. Because God is love straight through. And his love, no matter who's in front of him, he loves me. I shouldn't say me. He, uh, this is, uh, is going to sound harsh, especially this early in the morning. He loves Mother Teresa as much. He loves Hitler as much as he loves Mother Teresa. I know, right? It's, ah, uh, I don't like to hear that. I don't like to hear that either. But, I, but it's true. And it, and it benefits us to consider it because God is love. He's not anything other than who he is. And, so, and he's that. He is love all the time. And it's not he's love for this person and not for that person. That's us if we, you know, if we go according to our natural tendencies. That's what we do. But if, if we do that, then the, re, the renewal and the restoration that God wants to effect in his world is not going to take root anywhere. Look at, look at Jesus, yeah? And I think that it, perhaps it's, it's the right time to say, when we look at the Sermon on the Mount, we're not just, we're not just looking at, say, good teaching. In fact, it's, it's, um, uh, it's teaching that will torment us if we don't see in it Jesus' own life. Right? This is Jesus' life of mission. Right? When we say, uh, turn the other cheek, right? Jesus take, takes all kinds of abuse, physical as well, from the people who are torturing him and killing him. Right? Remember on the, on the way to the cross that he's struck. Right? And he doesn't, he doesn't strike back. If he's, if he's struck back, I mean, the guy would have felt it, right? But he doesn't. He has the power to do what he wills. What does he do? He turns the other cheek. He's, he's stripped naked. And he hangs on the cross forgiving the people who put him there. Yeah, so we see the accomplishment. We see the, we see the achievement that is now to be implemented in us. 
and can only be implemented in us if we have his spirit at work in us and working through us. We don't have, we don't have the power and the strength to do this. We don't have the power and the strength to love our enemies. At least with any kind of consistency or any kind of perseverance. No, we, we have his strength in us and working through us in order to accomplish the task. So if we need to focus our efforts perhaps not on loving our enemies, but on being brought into loving union with Christ Jesus, then so be it, right? But those, we should expect those two to work together. And that the more we're able to sign ourselves over to, to Jesus, submit ourselves to him, and follow where he leads, to really trust him and to follow him where he leads, then we should expect to see these kind of miracles, the loving of our enemies, working through us. Again, his, the strength of, of his own life of love. So this is, this is the challenge for us, is, is again, it's the Sermon on the Mount, and especially this fifth chapter of the, of the Gospel of Matthew, it's a lot of mission statement work, right? And, and as you know, and you receive my letter, and you've heard me preach enough on it, it's ours to persevere by faith in the life of great and costly love that we've been called to. What is one of the, what is one of the tests of our living this life of great and costly love? It's loving when we get nothing in return. In fact, more to the point, right, because we're being called to love our enemies, it's loving when we get, let's say garbage. It's not the <laughs> preaching. It doesn't sound nice. We get garbage in return, right, when we get hatred, scorn, ridicule in return. The test of love, the test of being able to will someone's good is when we get back completely the opposite of what we're putting out and persevere there nonetheless, there's no other way to bring about even justice in God's world, right? Is to, is to go beyond justice and show mercy. It's to love and raise up in order that, I don't know, injustices might be resolved. We're called to be a people to bring God's justice to the world. But very often it means that we can't ourselves be fixated on justice, what justice demands, but rather on what love demands. And as, and as God's people lit up by his love, a love, by the way, that we, we have done nothing to deserve and, and cannot earn, a people lit up by God's love is made to embody that love uh, for his world. And that's, and that's the task of the Sermon on the Mount. That's the task as, as you make your way through all these different commands that Jesus gives. But remember, my friends, it's not, it's not Jesus simply turning up the moral demands, right? Turning up the moral heat on us. That's not what it is. It's his invitation to live his life. And he now breathes his life into us so that we can trust and follow him in all things, even to the point of loving our enemies.